hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of the Poor Sports Podcast. It is your boy, your host, Jake Kelly, coming at you live in studio with the producer, Jeremy Collins. Jeremy, say what's up to the people. How's what's it going? up, guys? Glad to be back. Two-week hiatus, but we come back with championship gear. I'm wearing my Toronto Raptors NBA 2019 Larry O'Brien trophy winning hat. I'm pumped. Cost me $60, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Worth every penny. Better than the $100 I lost gambling on the Raptors. You deserve that. Getting gambling on the Warriors, I should say. Lee, Lee is joining us on the line down in Windsor. Lee, what's going on, buddy? Talk to the people. How's it going? I'm excited to be back. It's been a long time. Been a lot of stuff going. I guess a long time feels like a long time when we had so much fun on the first one. We did so well on that first one. Break down some numbers for us here, Jake. Break down some numbers about what? The listeners. The listenership. Our fans. Our fans, of course. Well, first first and foremost, we got to say thank you so much to everyone who tuned in. We had over 150 listeners. Wow. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who joined us on Spotify, on Apple, and on SoundCloud. If you like the podcast, share it with some people who you think would love the podcast, too. Help us out. Come on. We need you. Subscribe. Thank you so much for everyone uh, yeah, who listened to the podcast. Remember to hit subscribe and uh, join us. Join us. So, quickly, I will break down what we're going to be talking about today. First and foremost, of course, it's your NBA champions, Toronto Raptors. We're going to deep dive into that. Then we got a lot to talk about in the world of hockey. The St. Louis Blues, the free agency, the trades. It's the off-season. It's the best season. The Mitch Marner, I'm going to go off on. Ooh, look out for that. And then third segment, we got just a mixed bag. We got so much going on in the world. We got Gary Woodland winning. There's Major League Baseball talk. There's NHL talk. There's just so much happening. Every time that you look at your phone, there's and, so much happening. And it's draft day, hence the intro. NBA draft, NHL draft tomorrow. We're not going to get too much in the NHL draft, but NBA draft, there's already stuff flying around, and we're going to be paying attention to the watch bombs all night. So then at the end of the show, last segment, that's what you're looking for. If you're here for the NBA draft, we're going to break down what's happened to this point. And don't forget about Anthony Davis. Stay tuned. Here we go. Let's go. Poor sports. Literally the the last second. Like even when Kawhi was shooting the free throws, I just figured there was gonna be some sort of way that Golden State was gonna come back, and I didn't know what they were gonna do. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. With that point nine seconds left, I didn't know how to feel. I, I from a fan's perspective, I'm just blown away. From an NBA perspective, I think it's pretty cool that the championship comes up north. I don't know, guys. What do you think? I've never been so happy to be wrong. If you follow the Instagram account, poor underscore sports, I picked Warriors in four. Not not even close. I'm so happy to be wrong. And me and Jake went to the parade. Two million people there, probably mostly Canadians, celebrating the first championship really in my lifetime. I mean, we were born in 93 for the Jays to win it. But other than that... Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And some people, of course, will say TFC, but... Argos. Yeah, Argos, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just not the same. And, you know, you get, TFC's getting there, I get that and everything, but it's just not the same, right? So You can just tell by the parade, right? Like, it is getting there, but just the parade alone and how, how long it was delayed because they couldn't even move. My, my, big, my big question on is, do we have an official answer on where they go? Like, do they go to Trudeau or do they go to Trump? Yeah, so officially they said that they're going up to uh, to Trudeau to see him. And the White House, like Trump said something about how we'll see if we invite them. And I would suspect that even if they did invite them, then uh, they wouldn't go. So, well, Kawhi and Danny are both Popovich guys, right? And then Popovich is very vocal about how he's anti-Trump. Exactly. So it'll, it'll be cool to see them go to Parliament on uh, Trudeau and stuff. Yeah, that'll be historic, right? It'll be the first, first time. time ever, probably, right? So, 
Yeah, I just, I can't believe they won. I know that people are going to say there's an asterisk next to it. I say, go to hell. The NBA playoffs are a war. Go and, to hell. And every year there's teams that deal with injuries. They're not, there's not asterisks beside any other team. When, when Golden State beat Cleveland without Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Well, exactly. Or when Golden State, you know, they, uh, they were getting smacked by the Kawhi San Antonio Spurs. And then Zaza Pachulia, with one of the dirtiest plays in NBA playoff history, undercuts him. And they come back, and there's no asterisk next to their name whenever Chris Paul was leading them 3-2 and then pulls a hamstring. Where's the asterisk there? It happens. It's sports. Get over it. It's a war. I'm sick of it. That, that's I'm why, it. like, the Raptors went with their whole depth. They have Kawhi and depth. Golden State said, we got Clay, we got Draymond, we got Steph, and then we got KD. And Boogie. And Boogie. And then, and then injuries happen. You don't have the bench guys to replace them, like, like we would. If Lowry went down, I'm not saying we would have won, but Fred can step up. Yeah, and then you have Jeremy Lin, Jody makes like these like very good, serviceable backup point guards who are just as good, most likely, as Quinn Cook. You know, who knows how they would perform. Quinn Cook in the back end of that series sucked. I'll be the first to say, like, he had a good, like, start to that series. I thought he was terrible after, like, the first couple games. Yeah, he hit a couple big shots in, uh, what was the game... Game, game two. four. Game three. I was gonna say game yeah, three. Game, game four. Yeah. When he but then, like, I just saw in the back half that game five, game six, I just disappeared. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think there's any asterisks next to it. Of injuries happen. It, who knows what would happen if the Warriors were at full strength? But who knows? Who knows? And people who want to say, I, I've heard people say it's a fact they would have won. It's a fact. Well, you don't know what a fact is. Figure it out. Okay. Just annoys me. Um. So. Kawhi won the playoff MB the finals MVP. Do you guys know who the only other player was to get a vote? I, I do. I want to see if Lee knows. Fred Van Fleet. Yes. Van <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I, I can. No. 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 Don't no, even try. Don't even, don't even. Fair. Fair. I think if anyone else gets a vote, it's Kyle Lowry. Yeah. I, I would have given it to, like, before Fred, I give it to Siakam, Lowry, Steph, and Clay. Yeah. He did hit some clutch shots, though. He, he was the closer. Yeah, yeah he was the closer. He he did really well in the finals, and compared to the, most of the rest of the playoffs. So, yeah. but it's still like, it was Kawhi's. Whoever voted for Fred has a grudge against Kawhi. Yeah, it was probably Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, other things I liked. I was. Everyone said with how the series ended with that foul at the end and then Kawhi had to go to the line. It's like, oh, basketball's so slow, it kind of ruined the moment. And I disagree 100%. It just means i got to celebrate and drink in that moment twice. See, I wasn't celebrating, though. I, was, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I thought he was going to miss them, and then somehow they'd heave it the entire length of the floor. As, as soon as he hit one, I was celebrating because I was like, even if he misses the second one, it's .9 seconds, no timeouts. Yeah. You can't. Re it's like a rebound and heave all in one. You're not doing that. Yeah, I will say I feel I feel bad for Clay. Just Clay's. He's that. He's a good guy on the Warriors. Everyone hates Durant, and I think that that's fair. But Clay's a guy who goes out. He minds his business. He's always seems to you know he's a guy that people cheer for. For him to go down and he was playing really well. And there was he's gonna have a career game. I think he's gonna have a career game on Game Six. He's unstoppable. Didn't he have 30 before the fourth quarter? He was going yeah. off. So he's somewhere around there for sure. So I feel bad for him in that sense. I mean, you know, you feel bad when any player goes down. I felt bad when KD went yeah, down. That was gross. And you know, you know, Golden State's uh, medical team's on the hot seat right now. You want to talk about hot seats? Medical staff, Golden State, put them on the hot seat. Well, they, they, they got two opinions. They got, like, a non-team doctor to look at it, too, and they gave him the thumbs up, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he was balling, too. He, it was, like, 12 points in 11 minutes. Yeah. Maybe I have those two numbers mixed up. But he, he was balling. And, but the whole time I'm thinking, pressure him, play him hard, and you got to really be thinking, you're hoping that he, I don't want to say if you're the Raptors, you're hoping that he re-injuries it, but 
the play that Siakam was guarding him, he was going hard on him, he was yeah. right up in his grill, trying to force him to make sudden moves. Uh, he, he wasn't trying to injure him, but I think he was just trying to test him yeah. to see what he could do. And, that, and that's what you have to do with when a player comes back from an injury. It's not football, it's not targeting, it's just saying, okay, we're not going to be easy on you just because you're coming back from an injury. Another let's see what you got. Like, a, let's see what you got. Well, another thing, Steve Kerr, why are you playing him all those minutes right off the hop? Let him come in, play for five minutes, and say, how do you feel? Now actually get a bit of rest. Like, it's like they were just going to him nonstop. And it's not like they were even game planned to be, to say, Katie, like, you're not exactly where you need to be. Post up in the corner a little bit, you know? Like, we'll get you the ball. Shoot open jumpers. We'll run our offense. But just be Harrison Barnes back in the day. No, they were going to him like he was Kevin Durant, and he wasn't. It, to me, it didn't make any sense, and I think Steve Kerr deserves, deserves a lot of blame. Excuse me, the Warriors, and I don't know. I don't, I don't blame KD if he leaves now. So, so like I said earlier, Jake and I both went to the parade. Jake, I want to know what your favorite moment of the whole parade and the day was. Well, I think it's hard to say. The two things probably just being with so many people and i was there with friends of course everyone was but just being with so many people who just loved the rappers and were just there for such a great time to and just being in that atmosphere and then secondly was seeing kyle lowry come down that float and just lift up that trophy that was one of the coolest things i've always been a big lowry guy i never wanted him to go i've always been in his corner so to see him do that and really be like verified as Kyle Lowry, NBA champions, was, uh, man, that was cool for me. How about you? Uh, I have two things that I really liked. And two and a half. I, I, I felt Masai was a very powerful person just being in his presence because he was the person that, like, kind of led it. And he stopped, like, right where we were. And uh, he got chance at, like, five more years and stuff because the Washington rumors and everything. And then uh, Nick Nurse followed slowly behind. And it was with his, like, wife or girlfriend and kid. Um, and... He was standing up, and the fans were chanting on it, chanting for him. And then on uh, TSN 1050, they were asking Nick Nurse about like what his favorite moments of the parade was, and it was at my stop because uh, when he stopped, the whole crowd around my area chanted "Box and One" at, cool. at him. And then uh, that's really cool. And, and then like he, he looked over at like where I was standing, and then he was like, he's like, "Can I get a triangle and two? Because that, <laughs> that 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 was the last last play of the series that or that he was running i'm like that's sick and then just seeing marcus all so happy and so drunk off his face he that was, was hilarious player. and awesome he was fired up he was fired up and, and like rightfully slow that guy's a vet and he yeah. and he's been he was on good memphis teams that could like never get there yeah. but he deserves it so much more and i think the city of toronto he's gonna be a quick fan favorite well yeah when he's there for one more year yeah and then it all it all depends on what happens with Kawhi, right? So, so what's going to happen with Kawhi? Segment. What's going to happen segment. with Kawhi? <laughs> here's, here's my take on it, is that I think if he's smart, he does LeBron thing. He does the one-and-one, one, which people I'm sure have heard of. You do one year, and then you get a player option for the next year. So you kind of protect yourself against any injury that might happen, a la KD. You're getting paid if something happens to you in that year. And then you can opt out and just get another maximum. And the, thing, the re big reason that makes sense, if people don't know, is that all of Toronto's big-name guys, Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Gasol, uh, I think, well, and then Kawhi, theoretically, following next year, would all be off the books. So then that puts Toronto in a good spot, and that's probably why Toronto would like that deal, but also puts Toronto in a good spot, and it puts Kawhi in a good spot to say, hey, I've given you guys two good years, the team's ready to move on, so am I, away I'll go, and go get his money and puts him in a position to win next year as well and, and and i think toronto especially in basketball they're they're so in their own heads about yes we've won a championship now so like everyone's on that high but in the back of their head people are saying we still have never had a superstar sign with the team yeah never stay yeah ne never by choice has someone stayed that's Kawhi level so even if it's the one one and one or just one if Kawhi stay, stays that's two Two birds killed with one stone by winning the championship and Kawhi re-signing. It, that's what I really hope happens, obviously, as a Raptors fan. Um, What's going to happen, though? Lee, what do you think is going to actually happen, though? I'm going to go against both you guys, and I think he's leaving. I think he's going to go. I think he's done his job. 
you were saying how he's spotted buying moving boxes today. I think it's because he's packing his stuff. He's going to go back home, not to the Lakers because they can't afford him. He's going to go to the Clippers. Okay, so go ahead. So, so, so I, I have a quick little Kawhi story. So on Monday I was in Toronto. I saw the musical Book of Mormon. And then uh, me and my buddy, we went out after. And there's a place in Toronto called the Cactus Club. And uh, really nice cocktails, but they're a little bit more expensive. Uh, so we almost went there. We didn't go there. We ended up going to an oyster bar. And then the next day on Twitter, I see Kawhi Leonard at the Cactus Club. Come on, good night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I missed him by a hair. But, like, him being in Niagara Falls and everything, how, like, everyone, you win a championship and you say, I'm going to Disney World. Kawhi went to Niagara Falls. Yeah, that's typical Kawhi. Yeah, and like I, I don't think Kawhi's had this all throughout the season, but he's having mobs of people just, just find yeah. him, and they're being the paparazzi. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, he'll get that in L.A. if that's where he wants to go, right? So it's a little easier to get lost though. That's for sure in L.A., bigger, bigger city. Uh, man, he'd be the, he'd be on billboards everywhere, dude. He'd be everywhere. Okay. Um, <laughs> Lee, you have some facts about the Raptors championship, I believe. Okay, I got two. A little stat guy clues, some of the boys are calling me now. We got the Raptors are the fifth team in NBA Finals history to win three straight road games. That's huge because you know how big home court is in the NBA. Not in this Finals. Especially Oakland Coliseum. Oakland Coliseum in their last year there, too. The place is rocking. You go in there and win three times in a row. Yeah. only This was such a weird Finals because there was only one home game won. That's bizarre. But if, That's if we quickly go back to how Lee said it, like the final game in the Oakland Coliseum, I loved I loved Kyle Lowry on that last heave by Steph. He grabbed that ball and just took it. Because you know that Golden State wanted it. Because like, it was like the last shot ever taken in Golden State. But it's also the Toronto Raptors championship ball. Yeah. That would be interesting to was see. That, was that really ever going to be in question, though? I feel like the Raptors are always going to get that ball, especially with that. Like, that's just me, though, but I think, that, I think that's never not in doubt. Man, you never know it's Oakland. They didn't even want to let Masai out onto the court. So <laughs> I don't know if like, yeah, they would have yeah. just given us the ball. They had to punch a cop in the face in order to get on the court. <laughs> so <laughs> It's nuts. Okay, Lee, second stat. Second stat. Leonard scored 732 total points, which is the third most by any player ever trailing. He's only trailing MJ, who had 759, and he's trailing, and he's trailing, uh, MJ's is what in, I'm trying to think of it. When was MJ's when he, when he went, when he was that, when he was that good? You're the big stat guy, Lee, not us. And it was like 10 years in a row, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's also fair. Um, uh, and the other one is going to be, that was in 92. I'm going to take the good old 92, by the way. Uh, that's my bad for taking that long. And the other one is going to be LeBron James. LeBron with, James. With yeah. 748 in 2018. So last year. Wow. Yeah. He was putting the team on his back. And taking that he only played five games in the finals during that year. Like, imagine if that went to seven. We're not going to make this about LeBron. <laughs> this worry. is about the Raptors. Later. Don't worry. We can this, talk that later. This podcast will, get, will be a LeBron podcast at one point. I, I guarantee that. But we won't talk too much about him. Let's get a like LeBron that. counter. How many how many podcasts in a row LeBron gets mentioned? So yeah. We're at two. Every single one. Every single one Jake's on. Jake's wearing a shirt right now with LeBron's face on it. <laughs> I'm not, but man, I, I wish I had one. If, anyone, if any listener wants to send me one, hit me up. Uh, again, let's not make this about LeBron. The Raptors won a championship. Kawhi hopefully staying. He hasn't turned it down. And There's all, all, all a whole bunch of rumors. Give me a percentage. Uh, what do you guys think for a percentage? Kawhi stays to leave. Forty percent. Off the top of your head. Forty percent. He stays. I will do the inverse. I will say sixty percent. Sports Interaction, the the betting website, Toronto Raptors, Kawhi Leonard staying minus three hundred. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You can't bet the inverse, but yeah. So that's very interesting, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's. Like, gets a lot of Canadian traffic. Yeah, I think the only thing that with Kawhi going to the Clippers is that they don't have the exact same team as the Raptors, obviously. But if he was to go there, they would have a solid, scrappy point guard. They got Patrick Beverly. 
up in maybe, the stars. Maybe. Maybe. You know, Patrick Beverly could go. He could, if they get Kawhi, I doubt it. But then, yeah. you know, what, what I'm trying to say is that they have that solid role players uh, kind of team that the Raptors had this year, didn't, and they took the Warriors to six games. Granted, the Warriors seemed like they were like running in mud at that point, but um, who knows? It'll be, it'll be interesting. I, again, I won't hate him if he goes, but what can you do? Anyways... We're going to move on to the next topic. We can sit here and talk Toronto Raptors for hours, but we got to move on. There's so much happening in sports, so stay with us. we got big things coming up next. Poor sports. All right, all right, all right. Enough Raptors talk. You know that we could talk it for hours, but we got to acknowledge the St. Louis Blues. They did something cool. Gloria. They beat everyone's least favorite team, the hated Boston Bruins. Whoa. On the road. Boo the Bruins. If you're a Bruins fan, don't care. Don't care. Deal with it. How, how much do you guys hate that they won on the road? Because, like, I mean, this like, also comes back to the Raptors a little bit, but in the NBA final and the NHL final, both teams won the cup on the road, and I want that like home victory. Like, I would have loved it if the Raptors won at home, and then you could have just walked out of the arena into the crap, the sea of people, and St. Louis didn't get that, and the Raptors didn't get that. I feel like how much less special does it make? I don't think it makes it any less special if you're a player. For the for the fans, like maybe a little, but. I mean, I was watching on TV for both of them. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother Did me. You see, and the Blues also sold out Bush Stadium where the Cardinals played. Obviously, the Enterprise Center was like four streets shut down. Like, they were clearly out there in numbers, too. Yeah, so the, the Blues, they went on the road. And, yeah, gentlemen, just take it away. What were your thoughts on the series, on on everything? Let's just get into it. Let's go. Uh, I, I loved that the Blues and... We're recording here in Hamilton, and Robert Thomas, wow, what a winning pedigree this guy has. He's won two OHL championships, a World Junior Gold, and now uh, a Stanley Cup all by the age of 20. That kid is a winner. Yeah, absolutely. And then I also love, Lee was spitting facts last segment. I got them here now. The Boston Bruins became the most losingest team in NHL Stanley Cup final history. And I couldn't Ooh. wish it better, wish it more on one team. Just makes me happy. It's it's gonna it's gonna put me in a good mood going to bed hearing that. I think there's nobody nobody worse than Boston fans. Like they gloat like there's no tomorrow when they're losing. They're like the quickest to the excuses. Like oh, I, yeah. they're they're their own breed. I think it's maybe just the whole, like Massachusetts fans alone. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. You hit it on the head. It, it's nuts, and I'm I'm so happy that. Like, we're in the offseason now. I'm a Leaf fan, and it's the NBA draft night tonight, and I thought, like, the, the Leafs might try and steal the spotlight by making a trade or announcing something, and they haven't yet, but the rumors are flying. Darren Drager said today that Kadri, Johnson, and Kapanen all could be moved very soon. That's huge. And it's all because of one father-son combo. The Marners. The Marners. The Marners. The, they're not good for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Marners being a little crybaby, and this RFA sta- class is stacked. And he's saying, I don't care what they get. I want my own number. It doesn't matter if I'm the exact same player as this person, and they get paid $9 million, I deserve 11 11 and a half. Give me more money than Matthews. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's his dad. It, no hometown discount just looks bad, too. And I, like, it, well, that that's a different discussion we can have. And I'm just gonna keep running it back to basketball because uh, everyone's saying Kawhi should stay in Toronto because he can get the most money here. But then we expect Mitch to take less because he's from here. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't jive. <laughs> but I, I, I said because that, that was like a big topic of conversation on Twitter. Uh, follow me at SportsFanJer. Um, that. It's the soft cap versus hard cap league, right? Yes, absolutely. Because if it, if the NHL was a soft cap. Toronto would sign everyone. We'd sign everyone. We'd, yeah. And it's, it's whatever. Um, but, yes, there's always that internal debate in Leaf Nation of Mitch versus Willie. And Willie's coming in at under $7 million. For a player who I don't think is all that much different, like, driving play-wise than Mitch, 
And Mitch is asking for four, four and a half million more. Which is huge. It's huge. In the NHL. Tampa Bay is going to sign Braden Point, who's like a top five player in the league, for nine million. And Mitch Marner is going to get two, two and a half million more. That's nuts. I'm going to lose my mind. Someone please offer sheet Mitch Marner. Yeah, that, that's the, that'd be the best thing for us is if we offer sheet, someone offer sheets him. But Absolutely. Offer sheets aren't a thing. Like, it, Lee, you're, you're the hockey guy. There hasn't been an offer sheet in so long. Do you think this is the summer when we finally see one? Oh, I think 100%. Do you, you know some of the names on this RFA class? There's been nothing like this. I'll just give you the, the, the top five, and you can debate the top five. Miko Rantanen, Braden Point, Sebastian Ajo, Mitch Marner, Brady Kachuk, or Matthew Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, right? Yeah. Definitely Matthew Kachuk. And that's just that's just five, but the list goes on and on. There's like 15 plus names here that could all like. There's a chance that it could all be offered. And it's rare to happen, but I think this is the year where it happens. That's for sure. Yeah, that's those are some names. You, you don't think the NHL is just an old boys club where everyone's like, "Okay, we're gonna try and keep these salaries down. Nobody offers to anyone, and we'll just have the players over a barrel." That's exactly. What I just think I think it's too loaded this year to do it. I think I think in the past years there's been a couple guys here, a couple guys there, but like this year it's just loaded. It's gonna get worse and worse. Who? What? What was it a couple of years ago, or maybe five, uh, maybe even ten? I don't know. I just remember someone was it Kessler. Someone got signed to Edmonton. Someone offer sheeted someone. So to d- there was du- the Dustin, no Thomas Vanek. That Thomas Vanek was one, but yeah. there was another one when I thought Edmonton offer sheeted someone and everyone was all mad about it because it was driving up the price. It might have been Joffrey Lupul or something. Like that. I no, can't remember okay. the name. So, so there's been Dustin Penner. Penner. Might have been Dustin Penner. So that was the Anaheim-Edmonton one. And then the big one was Thomas Vanek because that, that was the season uh, Buffalo lost Briere and Drury. And then Edmonton was like, okay, we're going to swoop in here. And, like, Vanek at the time, he was young, and, like, he's a, yeah. he was a very good goal scorer, but... We didn't really know who he was, and they offered him $7 million, which at the time was nuts. And Buffalo, they could have taken the four first-round picks, and it would have been like uh, Eberle, Hall, Nugent Hopkins, and one more, um, like if, if they would have accepted it. But Buffalo matched it because they said, we've already lost so much this offseason. We have to keep the fans around, and they signed Vanek. So that's nuts. Um, the, there, there was one a uh, couple years ago in the lockout season where ooh Lee you're going to have to help me out here when uh, NHL GM was it Ryan O'Reilly that, uh, yeah. that they offer sheeted him and they're, like the GM didn't read like the whole CBA so because it was the, the lockout had happened but he'd already played overseas if you're signing a player mid-season quote unquote who's coming from overseas they have to go through waivers so if if they would have not matched the offer sheet, he would have lost the picks, and then Ryan O'Reilly would have went to whatever team was in last place at the beginning of the or at the end of the last season. Wow! Wow, yeah. that is true. That's so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it is so complicated. Last well, thing I want to say is, unless you're are you done, Jeremy? Uh, d- just one more thing about like the uh, restricted free agency, and I'm going to continue to bring it back to basketball. I want basketball rules for offer sheets because it, it's just like, hey, we're uh, we're negotiating with this person. If you want this, that person, then give them this money. But there's no draft picks involved. Yeah, I, I think that that makes sense. Yeah, totally. The last thing I want to say, and that we can talk about, is just let's talk about that parade. Even just during the games, can we talk about Brett Hull and oh, how yeah. obliterated he was? The entire, it seemed like the entire, like, Stanley Cup Finals. It and was awesome. Brett Hull, he was either flipping off players. He was he was doing the uh, he was doing the guy from um, Waterboy when the pass is up in the air with the nipples, <laughs> or, he, or he was just he was just straight up. Did you hear his speech on the on the at the parade? It was awesome like, at the parade. What was he trying to say? We we won blues. <laughs> One second, like, I'm going to bring it up. You, you got say, you guys let's go blues, but they don't get it. We love blues or something like that. And he's just. He was a man. He was a spirit animal. He's someone that, like, I was just, yeah. I was like, man, Brett Hall, you earned this, I guess, buddy. You earned this. And he, man, he looks rough too. He looks like that's what he does every weekend. Like, man, he doesn't look great. Just celebrates it, and then. Uh, okay, one second. Quick. One second. I'm, I'm bringing it up here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. 
Nuts. Yeah. I, I love it. He was going hard, and I don't blame him one second. Were you in a Brett Hall state of mind when you were at the Toronto Raptors parade, Jake Kelly? I wasn't there yet. I wasn't, I wasn't there yet. But, uh, Definitely hard to get there, that's for sure. Well, yeah, it's, it's hard to get to that Brett Hall state of mind. But uh, there's definitely a lot of people around me who are getting there. It was, it was cool. Um, one question. Who was having a better time? Brett Hall or Plant Guy? Oh. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> man, that's got to go to our listeners. <laughs> that's a that's huge gotta poll. That's got to go to our listeners. What do, yeah, what do we think? Brett Hall or Plant Guy? That'll be, that'll be a poll on our Instagram, at poor underscore sports. Definitely follow that for sure. Uh, Lee, what do you think? I think I think Brett Hall. Like, Plant Guy, Plant Guy wasn't here once they got the plant. Like, that was definitely a thing, but, like, Brett Hole was just on a different level, man. Like I've never, like I've never even seen that before. Like I was unbelievable when he was flipping off. Like this is Brett Hole just flipping off Bruins fans and the uh, Bruins players in the middle of the game. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Brett Hole. Uh, I, I, and I, th- I think Plant Guy. Plant Guy. Plant Guys came from like a. If it was, if I were to say who was more intoxicated, I would say Brett Hall was. But I think who was happier? I think I think Plant Guy was. He it was coming right. from his heart. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I I love that. And oh, let's bring him back to hockey though. Uh, Jesse Pujarvi, he's the Edmonton Oilers young draft pick from a couple years ago. He went I believe third or fourth overall in the draft, and he just really hasn't gotten a fair shake in Edmonton. Which that he he there he just should be on that roster and put your players in a position to succeed, please. Play him 10 games with Connor McDavid and see what happens, as opposed to the decrepit corpse of Milan Lucic. Like, <laughs> like put fast skaters with him. Like, Edmonton's going to sign Corey Perry, and they're going to give him too much money, and they're just going to be super slow, and Connor McDavid's going to look even faster because he's skating around with slugs. It's awful, but uh, the agent and uh, Jesse Pugliarvi and even Edmonton Oilers management have kind of came out and said, we are going to try and give this kid a new start somewhere, but we're not going to give him away. Someone give me something for him, and I'm sure the kid can still be a great player. He might turn out to be the next Taylor Hall. Get out of Edmonton good things happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, Taylor- even Jordan Everly, Jordan Everly just got locked up. It seems like when players leave Edmonton, they all of a sudden get better. They find happiness. That, that's what I'm thinking. Um, and speaking about Taylor Hall, Jake brought it up, NHL drafts tomorrow. How much more money does Taylor Hall get next year in free agency because he gets all the number one overall draft picks? Yeah, I don't no know kidding. if that gets you. I don't know if that gets you more money. <laughs> like, that just means he's gonna sign with you. you guys are gonna like not make the playoffs, be in the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like I feel like if you get signed a guy, you want to try to maybe go to, go to on a cup run. That doesn't happen with Taylor Hall. Is it's going to be an interesting offseason in NHL. Uh, I think, boys, we should wrap it up this segment for now and keep her going. A whole bunch of stuff to talk to. And we do have a little bit of hockey talk in the next segment. All right. In case you didn't know, the U.S. Open happened this weekend. Some guy not named Brooks Kepka, Gary Woodland, took home the prize, and that made one person on this podcast very, very upset. And it wasn't me. And it wasn't Jake. Anybody. What happened, bro? What happened, man? Talk to me. I, I can't believe the final round Gary Woodland shot. He had no business, no business winning this U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. And anyone that, that thinks so didn't watch it. Because he found himself in trouble, trouble, and mind you, he did get out of it. But here's here's some things that will just make you wonder why anybody thought Gary Woodland was going to win. Gary Woodland has never won a PGA Tour event, not just a major, never won a PGA Tour event ever, when he has a 54-hole lead. He was 0-7. That's hilarious. So when when you're coming into a final day with Brooks Kapka looking for a three-peat, 
Like everybody in the world thought he was going to blow it. Everybody. Brooks Kepka, except for one, Gary Woodland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lee, I'm kind of blaming this on you. You were blowing up our little group chat we had, being like, boys, he's going to win, and you were, you were hurting yourself, patting yourself on the back so hard. You're going to blame. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, that makes sense. I, I can't. I don't even want to describe to you how much money I lost. That that, 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 Oodles! Was, you wouldn't have needed a, any OSAP if, if you was, won that it bet. Was, it was horrible. And then, just to make things worse, you want to hear another stat that just make, that sinks your heart when you bet Brooks Kapka. Brooks Kapka shot a final round 68. He became the first player to shoot all four rounds in the U.S. Open in the 60s and lose. Yeah. First time in history. That's That sucks. <laughs> that sucks if you're betting on Brooks. So, what, what's the next on, big golf thing there, Lee, for all these golf listeners out here? Wait, sorry, I didn't hear it. Repeat the question. What's the next big golf thing happening? Wait, sorry, I gotta stop you. I gotta stop you for one second because I don't know why we're asking Lee because pretty sure he got this wrong, and I'm pretty sure for the Canadian Ooh. Open from the last podcast, uh, I'm pretty sure it was your boy Jake Kelly who accurately predicted Rory McIlroy won. So why are we? I'm just, I'm just a little bit confused, I guess, but... Because even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while, right, Jake? Yeah, that's the definite. <laughs> Nobody's bad, Are you kidding me? Oh, dang, I, I can't believe that happened. He pandered to the Canadian fans so hard with that Kyle Lowry British jersey. Open, British Open, next Absolutely. major, I'll be all over it for the fans. I will be all over it. You know, you can't go 0 for 3, so you got to make sure you bet with me. Are you sure? I think I, I think I did in our little uh, Instagram bet graphic. I think I went 0 for 3. And you know what? I, I bet trends, and you're 0 for 2. I'm just going to keep betting the trend until you get it right, buddy. I'm going to keep betting against you. Yeah, Anyways. that saved me. I respect that. Let's move on. <laughs> Huge news in the MLB today. Yeah. Rays and ex Rays and Expos. Uh, Rays and maybe soon to be Expos. Uh, the MLB has given permission to the Tampa Bay franchise to find a second home and be a two-city team. And it's not like they're going to be like, get rid of Miami and just be like Tampa and Miami, which kind of make might make sense a little bit. They're going to come back up to Canada and be Tampa and Montreal, possibly. Possibly, yeah. Lee, what are your thoughts? You're a big Rays boy. I love this, and I love this for a, a bunch of reasons. It doesn't make sense to do the Tampa and Miami because neither team gets fans. So why would you just split it between the two and still have nobody show up to the game? Yeah. This works out perfectly because they're going to start, if, if this does happen, they're going to start with it in Tampa when you have all the snowbirds down there, right, because you have all the people who can come go to there. Plus, you have locals who will come out because there's not as many games there. It's not like I can just get there when I get there. But then you come up to Canada, where a market where they Montreal's wanted it and needed it for a while since they've lost the Expos. That's all they wanted. Every year when they go to the Blue Jays, they pack that place. Mind you, I know it's preseason, but still. So it gets to the point where you can get more fans in there. Plus, we would still be... We like the name doesn't change. Like we'd still be the Tampa Bay Rays. We'd just be playing in two different places as of right now. So that means all all deals would be done under Tampa Bay, which still means no state tax. So that also helps money wise. So I think all, oh, I, think ahead, all, all I think all in all, this could this could work out as a dream come true. Plus, I actually don't have to fly down to Tampa every time I want to go to Carolina. Just take a train up to Montreal. Yeah. Fair points. I think, okay, so a couple things to touch on there. I, I totally get what you're saying about the state tax and how that'd be advantageous for, for that franchise, of course, right? Would they still be the Tampa Bay Rays? I, I think you have to, like, mix the name. You gotta do something. Tampa Bay Expos, Montreal Rays, <laughs> uh, Tampa Real X-Rays. The X-Rays. <laughs> The Expos, call, Tampa Bay Rays. Toronto, Bay Hex Rays. Call, call it the Toronto Snowbirds. That's all it's going to be watching as yeah. people that go down there. So uh, if Tampa Bay already didn't have a hard enough time keeping players because they don't ever spend money, how are they going to now get players to come here and then split the season? We're like, yeah, you can live in Tampa Bay for half the season, then you have to live in Montreal for half the season. Your kids are going to have to learn French if they go to school there. Well, I mean, that's... I think that's a bit ignorant. You don't have to learn French. There's, there's English part, speaking parts. It's just, it's no different than being in, in Miami and they have to learn Spanish from that, like, point of view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, good point. Uh, I, I'm just like, Tampa Bay already has enough time, a hard enough time keeping stars, right? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they can't keep them now. 
So we don't we don't have a hard enough problem keeping them. We just trade them. That's what we do. Yeah, you create them and then yeah. So you send them off elsewhere. I I just think it's like. Do you think this would? I I I, th- I could see this happening in football, kind of. Oh, where? What do you mean? Well, like yeah. a, like 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 Jacksonville London combo. That would be uh, terrible. That'd be yeah. terrible. What what what's better than waking up at nine a.m. every day to watch Jacksonville play? Yeah, I, I love Jacksonville's defense. Jacksonville's not the Jacksonville of so five years ago. You're gonna wake up at nine a.m. on weekends to. Because you love Jacksonville. Because I love no. football, Lee. I'm, that that just means my day starts earlier. It goes nine till twelve thirty. Watch a quick pregame show for the one o'clocks. Then the one o'clock games. Then the four o'clock games. To, That's, yeah, to be honest, prime time. I feel like it's not a bad thing for the NFL that they get literally like nonstop coverage. Like there's always a game. The players hate going to London. The last thing you also got to remember that with the NFLPA, they're not going to like that. If the, yeah, if you compens- there's a price for everything, Lee. Yeah, and the NFLPA has like is like the weakest union of all the unions. So, I I don't know. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Anyways, moving on. Brian Callett, oh, Eric Carlson. Eric Brian- Carlson. Eric Carlson got P A I D. What do we think, gentlemen? That's a huge contract, and yes, he deserves it. He's probably the best defenseman we've had since Nick Lidstrom. Um, Who's we? Like like the oh, NHL, oh, like the hockey. NHL. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's it's nice to see him get paid, but you're signing that contract as the GM, and you better hope that his body holds up because that's a lot of money. So now they have like, I think they, they not, pay- are they not paying three different defensemen over like twenty five mil? Like yeah, it's it's crazy between Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, and Eric Carlson. I'm pretty sure those three. Make more money than every other team in the NHL's whole defense core. Wow! Wow! wow. So that's a ton. Where to get him? Yeah, well, like, almost got him there. Almost got him. There. Eric Carlson again. I like using the word term "decrepit corpse," but that's because he was just hurt, and, and you could tell that by the end. Yeah. Still generating offense, just couldn't play defense so well. Um, you kind of said it earlier. You kind of said it early, Jeremy. Talk to me about this Kevin Hayes deal. The Kevin Hayes deal is ridiculous. So Philadelphia Flyers, they traded uh, to the Winnipeg or Winnipeg Jets, yeah, for the a fifth round pick for the negoti- early negotiating rights to Kevin Hayes. And I'm just gonna bring up his stats here because, like, he got paid over seven million dollars. I'm pretty sure it's seven years too. I think the exact numbers were seven point one four. And if this is what this free agent market's gonna bring, I don't want any part of it. So Kevin Hayes has one season where he scored more than 17 goals. Wow. That's not, yeah. How many 50-point seasons? Zero. Wow. Zero. Zero. I thought it was one. He he was one point shy in 2016-2017. And seven, he just got how much, Jeremy? 7.14 million. It's, oh. it's because he's six foot five and you can't teach size. So wow. is, is that, that's oh. more than Bill Who Nathan runs the show there? Is it? Alain Beyond? Is that who's there? Who? Who's the coach in Philly? The, oh. They, they just got, like, a, a vet, they brought a veteran back, I'm pretty sure, right? Did they? Uh, but it's not the coach that made the decision. It was, like, the GM. Uh, Alain Vigneault is the, the coach there. Oh, okay. That's right. Uh, uh, yeah. So, the Flyers historically make awful decisions. The Ilya Brzezgalov contract was pretty bad in free agency. Um, Jeremy, one more thing. Tell me, Oli, what about Oli Mata, Chicago? Oli Mata, I guess, got traded. I, I missed that a couple weeks ago. And uh, he's now a Chicago Blackhawk. He's a huge Band-Aid. And they, the Chicago got like a pretty decent prospect for him. Like Rookie in the NHL. Got a couple of Rookie of the Year votes. Not first place, but he got fifth place. The thing I'm furious about, though, in the NHL right now... Talk to me, baby. Talk to me. ...is Ryan Callahan and uh, Julian Brisewaugh, the Tampa Bay uh, general manager... That they came out and had a press release today that said uh, Ryan Callahan has a degenerative back issue and will not be able to play hockey ever again. So he just goes to Roby Daw Island, and now Tampa Bay's cap problem goes away. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Interesting. So are you are you calling foul play? It, it's stupid. Ooh. Like like I don't care, but like just let every just say what it is. Don't don't like hide it because like it's brutal. Like. I'm not. I'm not following you. Say what? Like I'm asking you. 
do you think that they went and had a back alley meeting with Ryan Callahan? And one hundred percent. They they said you're, you're, we're gonna have to pay you. But do you think it's like a do you think it's like a trailer park boys thing where like they gotta like beat up? Ryan no, it, it was. <laughs> this was the conversation that was had. I guarantee it. It was Julian Breeswall went to Ryan Callahan and said, "You're getting the seven million or whatever he's making uh, to play hockey. We can't get rid of that. What we're gonna do, if you don't agree to go sit at home and make the seven million, we're gonna send you to the minors. You're gonna have to ride the bus." Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, that's just playing hardball. I don't think that's necessarily like fishy, but. But so they they write up this doc. They get oh, the doctor so, in. So if he goes to the minors, that still cancels against their cap. Yeah, everything oh, but nine hundred thousand. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that sounds fishy as hell. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the the last thing that was this brutal was in, when Marion Hosa retired because he was only due like two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the regular season because he was allergic to the New Jerseys. That that was the thing. <laughs> yes. Come on. <laughs> Wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Wow, so that's, that's interesting. Does that become a blueprint that teams follow? Well, like, the the Leafs have done it. They did it with Loophole. They did it with Roby Daw. Uh, they just tell them, to, tell, they just tell them to get out of Dodge. Yeah. Okay. They say we're you're not a part of the team anymore. Bye. Here's your money. And like, yeah. I don't know. That's got that got me fired up though. Uh, we got a my the segment I was most looking forward to coming up. Betting segment. We got an N- NBA draft stuff, and we got the blockbuster, Anthony Davis to those Los Angeles LeBron Jameses. Coming up next on Barf Buns. If you manage a team, you should be using Monday.com. It's a platform to manage any team and any project, marketing campaigns, class. Degenerate gambling addicts. It's your favorite time of the podcast, the betting podcast time. Sorry about that. That didn't make any sense. You know what I meant. Get over it. We're going to win you so much money, you're going to have enough to take to your grave. I tell you what. You're going to have enough money to sponsor the podcast. Poor hey, sports. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. <laughs> All right, Lee. Give it to us, baby. Start us off. Go for it. All right. I got to pick a winner here because I gave you guys a loser with Brooks Koepka. He never showed up for the Canadian Open ever. Not one time did he ever show up. So I'm going to go. I'm on bet 365. I'm going to go three-game parlay for tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. Hopefully today. If not, if you missed it, you missed it. I'm going with Panama to beat Guyana tomorrow. I think it's an easy win. It might be the easiest one on the ticket. Second, USA to beat Trinidad and Tobago. I don't think this one's ever going to be in doubt either. The third one is where the money is coming from. We're going to the Women's World Cup. I'm taking the Australian women to beat the, Nor- the Norwegian women. And the main reason why I'm doing that is debatably the best player in the, in the world, girls soccer-wise, Aga Hedgeberg. She's she is not in this World Cup because she's protesting. She's protesting how unfair women's soccer is. And, hey, I'm all for that, and I agree wow. it is unfair, but I'm going to take advantage of the fact that you're not playing, and I'm going to bet it. So bet that three-team parlay. You put in, you put in, you'll get double, you'll get triple whatever you put back evil, out. Evil, evil opportunist. Lee, I love that. Jeremy, what you got for us? I'm going, it, it's like a future, but it's not like a too far away future. It's the UFC. Uh, there's no hockey right now. There's no basketball right now. There's no NFL. Um, Jake is going to bet on some football. I heard insider info right here. Jer bomb, not watch bomb. Jer bomb. Um, so I have this one's a little further away. July sixth card: Amanda Nunez versus Holly Holm. Holly Holm's awful. She keeps getting put in these headline fights, and she's just like a name at this point. She's gonna keep getting beat. Uh, Amanda Nunez minus three fifty. So yeah, she is a pretty big favorite. And then where was Damian Maya on the June 29th card? He's fighting Tony Martin, and Damian Maya smothers all of his opponents. And he never gets, like, amazing odds. Or n- never gets, like, awful odds. He's a wrestler. He's just going to smother you to death. He's going to win. He's at minus 175. And 
It's just easy money there. That's what I think. I love betting on MMA. So you're saying Amanda Nunez gets gets taken by Holy No, Holmes. Amanda Nunez wins. Wins. Yes, Amanda Nunez beats Holy Holm. Beats the bridges off Holy Holm. Should, right. should they bet even even further? Maybe first round? What are you thinking? Um I, I would say it's not going to a decision. Oh, right, yes, that that is what I'm willing to do. Uh, there's no odds on that though right now. Um, Jake. All right. Well, yeah, as Jeremy alluded to, there's no ball, there's no hockey, it's not, it's early baseball, so there's no football. Well, I guess there is football, and that's what we're gonna be betting on. Shout out to Hamilton because that's where we're coming to you from. You on Saturday, January 22nd, should be taking the Hamilton Tiger Cats at minus 3.5. I'll do minus 110. Hamilton's look good this year. I don't know a lot about the CFL, but I know that much. And, I mean, if you're looking for an easy payday, I won't say it's easy, but they're favored. I think it's a good bet to take. And it's just that it's, it's up the road against Toronto. It's always a, a, a rivalry game. So that's what I'm taking. Fun fact about that game, Arkells, they got that game moved up. So the kickoff was supposed to be at 7. I think it's now kickoff's at 3 or 4. So then when fans are done at the CF, at the Ticats Argos game, they can just walk across, go see uh, Arkells at the Budweiser stage. The, the Arkells. The Arkells. Not Arkells, as in R. Kelly. No. <laughs> I know, I was just making that joke. So, so I, I love that. That's the betting segment for this week. We still got so much more to talk about. It's draft day, but first... There's a huge trade. There's been multiple huge trades in the NBA, but I think we're gonna get Anthony Davis takes first. No, we're going Conley. Let's okay. go Mike Conley. Let's just touch on Mike Conley real quick. I'll just hit on this. Mike Conley the, going to Utah. That's a that's an underrated trade. Well, you know he's going to Utah. It's not it's not like the sexy big marketplace like LA is. Of course, for Anthony Davis. So it's fair that it got under shadow. But Mike Conley's a guy that takes a good team like Utah. And has the potential to make it great. He's so underrated. I'm pretty sure he averaged the most points he's ever averaged in a career last year for Memphis. I think he averaged 21 points. That's a really big trade. And Utah didn't give up too much for him. Jay Crowder, kind of over the hill. You know, he had some games, but I'll take Jay Crowder. You know, I'll take that Mike Conley. And uh, Kyle Corver, and it was a pick. I think that's peanuts to give up for Mike Conley, in my opinion. Grayson Allen, too. Yeah, Grayson Allen. Grayson so, Allen. I, I, li- I like Grayson Allen. He, sure. he made I a thought. big jump. This Grayson, year, Grayson Allen's never going to be Mike Conley, in my opinion. So, I take it for never what you will. I'm not type of money either, I think, though. Yeah, that's fair. But I just think it's a huge win for uh, the Utah Jazz. We won't spend too much time on that because we got, of course, the blockbuster in Anthony Davis going to L.A. for... Well, pretty much everyone except for LeBron. What do y'all think? Kuzma's there, too. And Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Nice piece. Yeah, that, that was... The Pelicans wouldn't have done that deal last year. That, that's what I'm... Like, why not yeah. make that deal last year? Like, and they could have got Kuzma. That, that, that was a boatload. That was a boatload of stuff they gave up for Anthony Davis. And I understand that Anthony Davis is probably the best big man of our generation. Yeah. But now we just saw what happened when you go all in on a couple stars... So and you're an aging LeBron and just people who are that big they enough, tend to break. Enough about an aging LeBron. <laughs> Don't act like he took a year off last year. He still averaged like 27, 10, and eight or something like that. He did not take a year. It's not like he like declined like crazy. Sure, he's not like he's 23 anymore. Give the guy a break. He's still the best player in the world. Just enough. That's a huge trade. You got LeBron. You got Anthony Davis. They might get Kemba now. If you got Kuzma. I just think that there's a lot there. You got those two big building are they blocks gonna, there. Are they going to win the championship next year, Jake? I think no. they're huge favorites it's, right it's now. Too, it's too early to say. Uh, I would take the field if if that was my if that was my options. But it's it's too early to say, right? Do With they the, come out of the West? I. You know what? Quote it here. Yeah, I say they come out of the West because I said last year that. Uh, the only team that LeBron would lose to if he made it to the playoffs was Golden State. They didn't make it, unfortunately. But let's just remember this. When was the last time that a LeBron James team lost in an NBA playoff series that wasn't the finals? When was the last time? Yeah, it's, it's been quite some time. Are we going back to like, 2009? 
Yeah. Right? Because he made eight straight and he didn't make it last year. Uh, I just think it wasn't an overpayment, but I just don't think that this was the time to do it for the Lakers. I think the time was last that, year. I think if you're uh, – no, I think this is the time to do it for sure. If you're not going to do it when you have LeBron, when are you going to do it? This is this is the window. Or, or why, like, wait a year and I just sign And honestly, it. I don't think they really gave up that much. Brandon Ingram is a lot closer to being, like, Darius Miles. Does anyone know who Darius Miles yeah, is? Yeah. yeah, like, to being Darius Miles than he is to being Kevin Durant. Okay? Brandon Ingram, you know, he's a nice player. He's a nice piece, like 18 points, but he's not, he's not all that. Lonzo... Lonzo, you could argue, is a really nice piece, but you can get Josh Hart. The number four pick. You can get Josh Hart in the draft. You can get Josh Hart in free agency. Josh Hart's growing on trees. The number four pick, well, it's an unknown. And really, you got LeBron James. You're not really in the business of acquiring number and four, number four picks. And, like, if, if you're trading Lonzo Ball, it just to me, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, the, and those future first-round picks, I don't think they're going to be that good. <laughs> so we'll see. Unless an injury happens. Unless an injury happens, but it, you shouldn't but predict injuries. But I'm just saying you can't you can't live your life thinking that way. You really can't. Yeah, and that's that's fair. Lee, what do you think? So my my perspective on this is, I think the Lakers got who they wanted. They gave up obviously way too much, but it was everybody knew it was it was, it was Anthony Davis or bust. And my thing here is, you have. Year 17 or going into year 18, LeBron? Year 17, LeBron? Yeah, they drafted in 03. Yeah. You got 27 points per game, LeBron. Easy. He, last year, missed the most amount of games he's missed with an injury for a long time. And I think it's starting to catch up with them. And I think it, it's a lot different now that he's in the West because you don't have these cakewalk teams anymore. Like, you have Denver, good. Utah, good. Golden State's still going to be good, like, even Dude. without foot. Dude, I think, East, I think, I think, what? The East, the East now is better than the West, especially with Golden State going down. No, The East no. is I don't think it's Philadelphia, close. I don't Toronto. even think it's close. I still don't think it's close. Look at the records. You have potential for Kawhi to be there, and the Clippers have two max spots they can go pick up. Golden State, Denver, Portland, Utah, Oakland. San Antonio, or, or sorry, not Oakland, um, Oklahoma. Oh, okay. Oklahoma's good. Like, they're not good. You have the Rockets. I haven't even said the Rockets. The Rockets are teams, t- tearing all, apart I the seams. Falling, I know they're falling apart. They're still a good basketball Man, team. these guys are overrated, though. OKC, overrated. They got smacked by well, Portland. What like, I'm saying like, is that, what I'm saying, I don't. I, I get that they might be overrated, and I'm, I'm even agreeing with that. What I'm saying, though, is that's a hard, that's a hard conference. Those are hard-playing teams. LeBron's got it like he can't like he's over physically. He's still one of the best to get into the rim. He might be the best ever, right? And now you have Anthony Davis right there. They're gonna have great chemistry. I just gotta think you're hoping or the Lakers are hoping uh, that they gotta stay healthy. Both of them have been so or not both of them, but Anthony Davis has been pretty injury prone. The last two yeah. years have been his best too. But yeah, his first fair. three, he was a train wreck, right? Like he was getting hurt every other. It felt that's so, fair. I you're don't taking know. a huge gamble that he can stay healthy. Yeah, sure. that's the big thing because if you if one of those guys goes down and they're not going to have the depth no matter what space they have, they're going to get beat in that West. If one of those guys goes down, Anthony Davis has proven he can't do it by himself. And LeBron last year, he 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 struggled to do it, and he won't be able to do it with just him because he's not going to have a good supporting cast. If man, Anthony Davis man, this is this is the best player LeBron has ever played with. Agreed. He's the best player yep. that LeBron has ever played uh, with. And he's LeBron's type of player. It's not like it's not like Kevin Love, where they had to completely change him, or Chris Bosh, or even Dwayne Wade, where they had to really change. Anthony Davis is going to come in and play. Uh, so I'm going to use your point against you, Jake. You, you said, "When's the last time we haven't seen Le- a Le- we've seen a LeBron James team lose and not the finals?" That means that boys played a lot of basketball. Maybe these longer seasons, like seasons for him, are even longer. Like, like, he's a freak of nature, man. He is a freak, a freak of, nature. of nature. And I'm not going to... All right, Jake. Jake, here's it. They, they have the odds. DraftKings has the odds at 56 and a half games the Lakers win this year. Over or under? Under. Yeah, uh, 56. I'll say under. Uh, I like, said, I, but, but 
but I think I could easily see them coming out of the West. I think I think that as long as they make the playoffs, they don't give a they don't give a rat's ass. I, I think you're gonna see a lot of load management next year in LA. Yeah, yeah, I think you will too. Dumbest, so dumbest thing about this sport. Dumbest thing about this sport. Load management. Come on. You tell that to Kawhi. Yeah. The Raptors championship. It worked. And, I know. I'm just saying. That's hey. just my opinion. Okay, boys, that, that's enough LeBron talk for. He didn't even play in the NBA playoffs. Let's move on to it was NBA draft day, and we're, I think, 10 picks, 10, 12 picks through, something 13, like that. 13, the heater on the clock currently. So let's talk about. 1, 2, 3 went as planned. Yeah. I think that I think that R.J. Barrett will be, uh, I think, uh, this is my take on it, is that R.J. Barrett's going to be looked back upon, and they're going to say, wow, I can't believe we took John Morant ahead of him. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I mean, just just to me, it seemed like John Morant had a hell of a tournament. No, can't take anything away from him. We'll see. But, man, R.J. Barrett's had it for so long. Player of the NCAA Player of the Year, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, so. Canadian... I, I disagree. I disagree. I think I think I think John Morant's going to become one of the best players in the NBA. He's such a he's so quick. He can shoot. He can dribble. The thing is, RJ still has to learn to go with his right. He struggled with his left all year with Duke. He can't shoot free throws. That's the other thing with RJ Barrett. I think Jaw's more complete, and I just think nobody even noticed them over in Murray State until the tournament where they knocked off a really good Marquette team, and then they ran into Florida State, who was a really hot team. Right, and but I think John there's always Rand, an excuse. There's always an excuse. So, so, an excuse. so let's say, see who finishes higher in rookie of the year voting next year. John Morant. Mm. John Morant with Memphis is going to put up dumb numbers. He's going to put up dumb numbers. On, RJ, on RJ Barrett putting up uh, big numbers in the Big Apple, barring injury, of course. You know, goes without saying. But man, I'm going to say RJ Barrett just because the media market and nothing else. Ball for twenty bucks on it. Sure. <laughs> right. We're two for two on podcast with twenty dollars bets. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I knew that was going to happen. I'm setting everything up. Uh, anything else that like? There's obviously been huge trades, and you know all about them right now. And we talked about this a little bit off air. Adam Schefter tweeted that the NBA needs to trade change the rule about the trading draft picks because all these rookies are now wearing wrong hats. That dra- like that's like yeah. a per like if w- the NBA is all about marketing and. All sports leagues should be. Get the proper hat on the kid. It doesn't matter. Yeah, especially when, when everyone, including the player, like everyone knows. It just, it's, it's yeah, it seems far. Disingenuous. Disingenuous, yeah. It, I mean, I'm sure it's, it's maybe on their radar, but I feel like it's probably pretty low on their priority list. But. What's the most surprising thing that you guys have seen in the draft so far? Uh, I was surprised at uh, Atlanta's ability to move up and keep both of their 8 and 10. That's, that, oh, sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Move up to the four and uh, only lose their eight and keep their ten. Uh, yeah, they gave up. They gave up. I'm pretty sure they gave up seventeen. They gave up thirty-five as well. Yeah. Which the Pelicans, yeah, I think are just happy. They just keep acquiring all these picks. Is all from Anthony Davis, Trust right? The process. Yeah. Um, but I think the biggest surprise for me is uh, either a Cam Reddish fell away to ten, yeah. and when this first came out, he was immediately they were saying four. Or just how quick Garland moved up the draft order. Like yeah. he went, he went fifth today. The Cavs. I was pretty shocked they didn't take Culver. I, I, I had Culver going fifth um, when we did our predictions. Sorry, where did Culver end up going? Six. Who? Uh, Culver went six to Phoenix. Yeah. F- uh, not Phoenix uh, though. Not yeah, Phoenix though. To Minnesota. Yeah, because Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. had dealt 11 and Sarge to Phoenix. Oh, I don't know why I got that wrong, because he's wearing the wrong hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's gonna why have, I got it wrong. They're going to have Culver and Wiggins, so that's that's interesting. That's that's interesting. Andrew Wiggins, Wiggins is going to get moved again. Has anyone ever seen Andrew Wiggins try? No. It, no. He, he, he just looks like he doesn't want it. And he got a max deal right away. He just looks like he doesn't want it. And the fact that the owner had to sit down and say, do you care? Like, it just, I don't know. To me, it just, I don't know if Andrew Wiggins is ever going to have He's, he's going to play for Team Canada. Though. I just, yeah, I saw that. So, maybe, who knows? Maybe when he's got the ball in his hands like he should with Team Canada, uh, maybe go, maybe like something underneath him. Who knows? Uh, so, when I got off the train to go to the parade uh, earlier this week, I was walking beside uh, Rowan Barrett. The, That's pretty cool. Yeah, R.J. Barrett's dad, and everyone's telling him, like, oh, like, good job getting Nick Nurse to coach Canada and, like, Making jokes about how you have to get RJ to come up to the Raptors and yeah, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. So that was that was kind of neat. Uh, 
Let's wrap things up, guys. One sec, one sec. Right before we go, before we go. We got to talk about Zion. We got to talk about okay, Zion. Okay, okay, okay. So, I got I'm I think he's going to be good. I don't think he's the next LeBron. I don't think he's the 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 next, you know, he could be pretty good. I don't know if he'll ever be as good as Joel Embiid. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a jumper. All that he did do was go to the rim. It's a lot. Can, e it's a lot can, easier to go. To, it's pretty easy to go to the rim against the competition in the ACC. Give me a break. You're going against guys from all over the world who are really good. Here's the hottest of the hottest takes you'll ever see. He will be a lot closer to Julius Randle than he will be to LeBron James. Similar game, similar style. That's a very wide spectrum. Okay, he'll be closer to Julius Randle than he will be to than he'll ever be to the best player in the game, like to ever being an MVP candidate. Huh? Do you see his ceiling as higher than or less than Chris Bosh's prime? I say lower. Lee, higher. Yeah, I, I'm. You're sleeping on Chris Bosh, man. Chris Bosh averaged like 25 a game and 10, like it was food, like it was nothing. He's a Hall of Famer. Don't this, get, don't get this, recency in, bias. In this, podcast and Jake's going to be in here wearing a Zion Williamson jersey. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Le LeBron's going to have retired and Jake's going to hop on the Zion train. No that, that's what I think at least. We gave you guys an extra long podcast here this week and I'm super super proud of it guys. We did a great job. Oh, yeah, when are we yeah. back next week? We're back again Friday? Uh, we should be dropping again uh, next Friday if everything goes to plan. Yeah. Stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram, 4 underscore sports. This is your host, Jake Kelly, signing off. Thanks for staying with us. Poor sports. Peace.